Sinclair. Big plop! Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Their defense is atrocious. atrocious. You know, I'm, I'm sort of the rock star. Right on the cowboy! People, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. Yeah, we love China. We love you know, playing there. Oh, man, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Hey, it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line. Welcome back. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Uh, email us any of your thoughts, questions, whatever it is to onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes of our uh, show on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. And last week, a great review. Subscribe to the show in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. All right, guys, welcome back. We have a whopping uh, two-part podcast for you here. Uh, it was uh, initially just going to be quick little thing. Ben and I kind of got carried away. And so here it is, uh, a two-parter. Enjoy it. This uh, part one, Ben and I are going to be talking about uh, his experience at the Sixers game recently. Is his first time going down to the Wells Fargo Center in Philly and uh, the movie Uncut Gems and a couple other things. So here, here it is. Enjoy it. My conversation with Ben. All right, on the line, he's uh, he's filled with holiday spirit from Philadelphia, Oof. Ben Craw. That's right. BC, where the hell is this year gone? The NBA wow. season is just flying by, man. We are is now it? a couple days from Christmas. We're a couple more days from the new year. Incredible. Uh, is this our final pod of 2019? Is, that, is there a chance that... Uh, Let me think. I believe that we will have one last episode before the 2020 calendar date. Uh, Okay. It'll be our it'll be our last episode, obviously before Christmas. We're going to be right in the throes of Hanukkah here. Uh, if you're in the audience, you're, you're celebrating Kwanzaa here at the OTL. We acknowledge all the many holidays. We want everyone to have what, whatever it is you're celebrating. If you even if you're just celebrating yourself, we want yep. you to you have a good time doing that. Treat yourself whatever to whatever nice. whatever God you pray to. Yep. Whether that is uh, the God uh, of money, whether the go- it's yeah. the God of basketball, money, whoever, China. Yep. The the, the person you look at in the mirror, um, whoever it is, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. whatever, whatever you uh, you bow to, um, let's celebrate that all together and, uh, and 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 wish each other the best. So Ben, um, maybe I'll I'll I want to ask you, and I'll begin sharing. Uh, I'll begin by sharing. I wanted to ask you: Are you doing anything nice for yourself this holiday season? I uh, uh, in terms of like you know gifting yourself anything to, to, to yourself. Uh, I, I was mentioning to you off, off air that uh, I'm actually, full disclosure, waiting on the delivery of a new sofa. Uh, a, so, a new couch. A that new is couch. a major... Yeah, man, yeah, talk yeah. about Talk about treating yourself. That's, so, that's a big one, Chris. <laughs> so uh, for, the, uh, for the listening audience, if there is a blaring buzzing at any point, that will be the delivery guys coming into my apartment building. Yeah, and then you'll just be... Couch. Gradually yeah. constructing the couch as sure. we record. Um, if you hear any any hammering or yep. uh, or dr- or drilling in drilling. the background, yeah, that is yeah. just Chris. Uh, you know, together the couch. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's important to get that done, dude. I so am fired. We might just multitask. I'm fired up, man. I mean, I put in a couple of years with this uh, the sofa that I had when I moved back to New York. But man, I have logged many hours watching some late night NBA games. You've slept yeah. on that couch many you know many nights, and so here we are. I'm beginning the new year, 2020, with a new comfy couch for myself to sit and lay on to just really stretch out. You know, Ben, like relaxation, resting our joints is always a big theme on this podcast. Extremely, extremely important to us. I was going to ask you, Chris, what is the policy uh, with regard to Frank and the cat and the new couch? I know. Oh. With- well, first of all, Frank is always allowed on all the comfy furniture, so there's never been any sort of restrictions on on that. But that's good. People who big news, who, big who news place... for Frank. Yeah, big news for Frank with regards to this couch is that we got a sectional, baby. We're getting the L shaped sectional. Oh, the L. Yeah. Wow. So that means that means a both. little bit more, a little bit more real estate for Frank to explore. A little more real estate. That means both. Frank and I can stretch out as long as we want during these basketball games. Be fully vertical. Just lie in a big, Oh, that's a game changer right there. Yeah, yeah. So Frank and I, in the new year, will be lying in the shape of a capital L 
That's wow. very exciting for us. But uh, that's huge. That is huge. Um, What's yeah, going I'm on so... over there with you? Are you, you doing anything for yourself for the uh, for, for for the Christmas season? Any sort of uh, presents? Any any NBA themed presents for yourself? Well, it's funny you ask. Um, so I haven't done a lot. I'm not normally someone who really spoils myself. Mm. Um, you know, I feel already just uh, so blessed with with wow. everything, all the, all the things that I have in my life. Um, humility. Wow. No, no, no. Like quite seriously. Like I just, I'm like, you know, if I if I am actually able to to live the life that I have with the people yeah. around me that I have, like it's completely insane to ever. Uh, you know, ask for or want or expect anything more than that. Um, yeah. However, um, as uh, as a sort of example of that, um, I didn't have to um, give myself anything special because yeah. my incredible, beautiful, wonderful, lovely wife, Kate, um, Kate. decided to get me a little something special, uh, and she uh, and she gave me the gift of my very first. NBA basketball game in the city of Philadelphia, my first Sixers game, um, my first actual um, basketball game at, of any kind since the year I actually went back and and uh, and like had to like almost like do some research on like Facebook to remember, but it wasn't. Uh, it was like Dece- November or December of uh, 2012 was the last time I went to a basketball game um, in person, and so. Yeah, as a little Christmas present, um, Kate said, uh, I will allow you to take me to a basketball game. (laughs) Um, She's not a huge basketball fan, if that's uh, not immediately clear. Um, But she is extremely tolerant and loving and supportive. Um, And so... Kate just knocked it out of the park. I I mean, just like... You you know you know this, but you just yeah, yeah. nailed it, man. You, you you with Mary and Kate, you just you just knocked it. Well, out thank of you. Heart. I yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I, yeah. I I have to I have to concur with that. Um, but yeah, so we went on uh, this past Wednesday night. We were in attendance. We were in the house for Jimmy Butler's uh, return to Philadelphia. Um, the Miami Heat came into t- rolled into town. Yeah, um, and uh, and they just so happened to steal away the uh, the first home defeat uh, for the Sixers this season. They were fourteen and zero at home, and of course, the first one I go to. But you know what? It was an amazing game. Um, we can get into it later on, but it was it was awesome. It was the best. Christmas present I've had in many, many years. Mm. And uh, Kate, who is not listening to this, uh, no, uh, absolutely not. But um, but I still want to thank her officially uh, <laughs> on, on the record, on, on, on the line, uh, and say thank you um, for, that, for that incredible gift. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a blast. Uh, it's a great game. And uh, yeah, so that was really kind of my... Uh, that was my my big one for this year. Other than that, just you know, lots of little things. Um, so take us through the experience, man. Like, what was it like? What was it like being there? What was the atmosphere like? What was it well, like seeing Jimmy Butler in person? The whole thing. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was all right. So um, it just so happens that Kate works. Um, so the arena, Wells Fargo Center, where yeah. the Sixers play their home games, um, is kind of down all the way on the south end of, of Philadelphia, of the city, mm-hmm. which is kind of shaped a little bit like Manhattan Island. Um, okay. It's sort of like a, a long, um, you know, it's just like a you know long strip of land. Anyway, um, she happens to work, Kate does, um, at, uh, at Anthropology, which is right down uh, next to where the Wells Fargo Center is on the southern tip of, uh, of the city. Um, in what's called the Navy Yard, uh, which actually used to be a, a U.S. naval uh, kind of base or center of operations. Um, and there's like still old battleships and like aircraft carriers and stuff in the harbor. It's actually really cool. Um, but anyway, so uh, her office is like a 15-minute walk from the arena. Um, but it was um, it was like kind of like right from the get-go, it was a very like sort of surreal sort of special night because... Um, a cold snap hit uh, the uh, you know northeast, as I'm sure you're yeah. well aware, um, in New York, and it was incredibly fucking cold and incredibly like the like the strongest winds I've felt. Um, yeah. I guess they were referring it to as a, as a squall in New yeah. York. Is that the word? Uh, yeah, it was crazy, which, man. I was home. I was telling a friend. I was home, and I was on the phone with someone. And all of a sudden, I looked up. I was like, hey, man, all of a sudden, the sky is, like, black. And yeah. I looked down at my computer, and I looked back up again. And all of a sudden, there was, like, not a blizzard, but literally just, like, a 
it was just like a flurry of snow. It was just yeah. like, it was literally just so like we a got snow, snow blower was just like flooding the sky with like yeah. swirling snow. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just a snow globe. It wasn't, it wasn't, the snow wasn't falling down. It was just going everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that's what it was like too. Um, so we, so I picked Kate up at her office and then instead of uh, trying to drive to the game, because if you try to drive in and park at the arena, it's like an extra like 45 bucks for a fucking parking pass. Mm. Um, so we decided to stop at like a little bar near her mm. office oh to grab God. a drink. Oh, and then we were going to walk over. Yeah. 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 Um, and of course, you know, I basically like the little pre- the pregame session. I mean, it was great. So driving down, I put on uh, d- uh, WIP uh, mm. and at right at 6 p.m. sharp, the uh, rights to Ricky Sanchez radio uh, begins. Are you aware of this? So, so I, the, I, the I, podcast. Is it, is it basically just Spike and a co-host take calls that are Ricky related, basically? I guess they, yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't listen to the whole thing. It was only that, and I hadn't heard it before. Um as devoted as I am to the to the podcast, the Rights to Rinky Sanchez uh, podcast, that is, um, we I don't you know I just don't listen to radio, um, so I hadn't um, really experienced the uh, you know the radio version of the show. So right. it's Spike and uh, Joe and Giglio. Joe Joe Giglio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't know if they take calls, but it's basically just like a radio show about the Sixers. <laughs> Um, it's not quite the same as the podcast, obviously, because there's no no Mike Levin. But. I would imagine it's just like Joe Giglio, like uh, interviewing Spike on his like insane theories, like, <laughs> yeah, just like f- sees, just like fleshing out like his like conspiracy theories. And, and yeah, like, I can't quite tell us again like why you want us to ban sports in the city of Denver. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't quite tell if the if the radio show is like a more polished version of the podcast or if it's like Spike like kind of working out bits uh, for the yeah. podcast. I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not sure like which is like the sort of the uh, um, the 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 rehearsal for for the other. Um, but well, anyway, we're at it, man. Shout out to Spike Eskin and Mike Levin. Oh, These yeah. guys like made our year this yeah, year at exactly the, uh, the live Ricky, but also um, just like. The podcast, The Rights of Ricky Sanchez, it continues just to be one of my favorite things that I listen to. And on a personal level, those guys are fantastic. Like, we talk about my dog Frank a lot on the show. And, like, the, the stuff that Spike does for animal adoption in the city, yeah. the city of Philadelphia is really awesome. Yeah, all, like, the, all the charity stuff he does. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I just saw some tweet today about, like, he, he posted this video of this dog that they were having trouble um, getting adopted and Mm. it was really sweet and I was about to retweet it and then I scrolled down and I realized the tweet was from like two days ago and there was a follow-up tweet from Spike and it was like great news the dog has a new home they sent the dog a big barker it was just like yeah those guys are really awesome like they're really using their platform to do really good things and i know that both of us feel like it's exciting that the otl has grown into this massive thing and we are excited (laughs) just to be using our platform in a similar in a similar way (laughs) of course exactly yeah yeah. um yeah so 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 anyway so yeah so we decided to just get a get an Uber, uh, even though it would have been like a fifteen minute walk probably, but it was like so right. fucking cold, um, sure. and also we would have to like kind of like walk across like a highway, so it like wasn't yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't it's not like the easiest thing to do. Anyway, so we get to the game right on time, grab a hot dog, a couple beers. Oh, um, the arena is great. I wish I had a little bit more time next time. Yeah. I want to get there a little earlier so I can have some time to kind of explore the you know the, 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 the area and yeah. and uh, and uh, taking some of the. You know, some of the ambiance and the history and all that. Um, although there's not all that much history because it's a fairly new arena, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. But whatever, I'm sure they have, you know, tons of fan stuff. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so the the game begins and it's awesome. We got, like, you know, pretty decent seats. We were kind of, um, like, middle section. Uh, we weren't, like, upper deck, but we weren't, you know, on the floor. Um, but we had kind of, like, we weren't, like... Um, we were sort of on the baseline, but like a little bit, bit to the corner. So we had like a little bit of a, um, you know, kind of like a, a 45 degree angle yeah. of the yeah. court, which I like. Um, and um, yeah, so like pretty, pretty solid seats. Um, shout out to, uh, to um, SeatGeek, which Our is not a sponsor. At SeatGeek, but, yeah. But yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully will be soon. Great, yeah. great website. Um, great resource to, mm-hmm. for anyone looking for, uh, for tickets to any, any sort of event, be it any sports or, or concerts. Theater, um, concert, yeah, sporting yeah. event, whatever it is. Any sort of yeah. live event, SeatGeek, that's Seat a Geek resource is, that you can the use. place to go. Yep, yep. yep. Um, anyway, so... Um, 
so yeah, pretty solid seats. Um, the the crowd was uh, so as I mentioned, this was the Miami Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler. I don't think we need to explain anyone who's listening. I'm sure uh, already understands the implication of, of of Jimmy Butler, you know, being back in the uh, in the in the uh, arena. Um, so the crowd was extremely vocal, extremely mm-hmm. animated, and it did not let up. Um, every time he touched the ball, um, there were just deafening, deafening booze and, yeah. uh, quite a bit of profanity too, uh, which I, you know, I sort of like, maybe I just kind of had forgotten or maybe cause I hadn't been to a game in so long, or maybe it's, um, you know, Philadelphia being different from New York, um, but um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of profanity, <laughs> which um, you know it's it's good to know if you have young children. Um, yeah, you know maybe don't take them to a to a Miami Heat uh, Sixers game. Sure. A- any other team in the league probably is is a better bet. Um, you know as far as um, uh, appropriateness for your for your kids. Man, there, but there, uh, there was a moment on the on the TV broadcast. I was watching the game on ESPN. I was so excited knowing that you were there. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna watch the game and knowing Ben's like there in person. And there was a mm-hmm. moment. I think in the third or four, in the in the third quarter, the Sixers were playing really poorly, and the home crowd starts booing the Sixers. Yeah, and, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It certainly it was coming through on the TV, and yeah. our, and at one point, Mike Breen is like, "Wow, this is crazy." Van Gundy and Breen were doing the game. He says to Jeff, "He goes, this is crazy. They are booing the home team. They have they are undefeated. Not at crazy home. at all. <laughs> They're undefeated at home. This isn't. This is crazy." And Jeff is like, "It's the Northeast, baby. This is awesome. Yeah, this is like there so you go, great. Jeff. And that's my like, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. why." Basketball and particularly and if that's like a very Philadelphia thing too. Exactly. Like they, yeah, they, yeah, they are yeah. kind of famous for that. And Spike's actually written articles about like, uh, it's there's like some a... brouhaha over when the, the Eagles fans booed mm-hmm. their first game back, uh, mm-hmm. following their Super Bowl Super win. Bowl. Yeah. And people were, you know, people on, on Twitter and shit were like, Oh, it's so disrespectful. ungrateful. I can't believe it. And Spike was like, are you kidding me? This is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like no, the it's fans more, should it's care. They should, like a, it's a point of pride. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's I loved like, it. I ate up every second of that. It's very much like a badge of honor and um yeah we're not just gonna blindly cheer for you we're not like fucking you know just just, you know (laughs) blind slaves here you know we're gonna make you earn it it's one of the true like it's one of the truly special things about living in this part of the country you know what i mean (laughs) that like i've explained a bunch of assholes (laughs) yeah basically like uh i i was saying to some family at thanksgiving they were talking about you know like what's it like being back and you were talking about the knicks and I was saying, you know, like, what's great about being a sports fan in New York is that it's so cold. The weather is so cold and life is so miserable and expensive in this part of the country that, like, the the sports teams that we have are, like, one of the few things that we can enjoy. Like, there is so much awfulness in the world between, like, <laughs> the politics and, like, all, you know, just all the current events, the weather, everything's expensive, no one can afford yeah. health insurance, all these yeah. terrible things. So our sports teams are, like, our last little beacon of hope. And when it doesn't go, when our teams don't perform well, man, it is just, like, yeah. oh, so you just, like, rain down the booze. And, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't take it well. We yeah, do not handle but it, it, it well. was awesome to watch that game on TV and see, like, the home crowd get into it first just, like, booing Jimmy so hard and then going after the home team. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And it was also really fun for me. So um, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of an interesting experience as a real life basketball fan, obviously yeah. pulling for my home team, but also as a fantasy basketball uh, manager. Oh, wow. um, and it just so happens that I had, so I had one player uh, from the Sixers on my team, Matisse Thibel, um, right. who um, had a couple of incredible moments. Uh, he had like three steals, yeah. um, Dude. in the game but he only he only played like 14 minutes so okay. um i, I really wanted say, to like i i think back on that game man i mean like matisse had some of the most exciting plays from that game like yeah like, he had he, he had three steals one of which was just a full-on strip um mm-hmm. and take it down by himself for a dunk he which just I feel feels like, is like, like one of the perfect he probably feels like the perfect philadelphia athlete in that oh like, yeah we, the, we like the him bread and butter of his game is like hustle energy defense he's extremely athletic but it, yeah. it, it's all on the defensive end where it's like tipping balls just it's all grit 
like yeah, hustle just getting kind up in people's stuff. faces, yep. just like making it miserable for the other team. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, he's awesome. But then on the other side, I also am the proud manager of Jimmy Butler, oh baby, Bam out of Bam out of bio, and Duncan Robinson oh uh, from God. the Miami Heat. So there was like literally a moment early in the game when I think like I don't know, uh, like Bam dunked or something like that, and I like. Like I had like catch myself, like I almost like stood up and like celebrated, and then I was like, "Oh no, shit! I can't, I can't do that. I'm gonna get my ass kicked." <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like check myself. Um, but uh, yeah, once I kind of uh, uh, got got in that mindset, it was it was manageable. But uh, yeah, so it was really fun to why Bam had had an awesome game. He had a huge first half. He had like like something like 14 or 16 points in like the first half. Um, but anyway, so the Sixers came out with like a big lead in the first quarter. I think they were leading by like eight or eight or nine at the end of the first, um, and they were looking really good. And then the second quarter, they just completely fell apart. Miami went on like a, I don't know, like a 24 to five run or something like that. Won the, won the quarter by, I don't even know, 18 or 19 points. Um, and, um, and, and so Philly was trailing by eight or 10 at the half and just kind of right. never, never got back into it. Uh, they were, you know, just kind of down, you know, 10 or so the entire third. Then they went down by like even more in the early fourth. Um, and we were like, already kind of starting to, to like look at each other a little bit like you know we don't have to stay for the entire game if it's sure. like a blowout we should probably get going you know it's gonna be really crazy getting out of here yada yada mm-hmm. um but uh, but then you know sixers like had this big comeback and yeah. there was just a crazy crazy end Great. of the game yeah they almost won it on a last second al horford three-pointer um yeah uh Tobias Harris hit like a huge clutch three to to pull him within two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Bam hit a couple of clutch free throws. Um, Jimmy Butler got fouled by Embiid on a drive. It was reviewed by Brett Brown, kind of a kind of a whack call. That was a big big turning point. Um, Derek Jones Jr. hit like a crazy clutch three. The, the Heat were hitting like insane like last end of the shot clock threes like it felt like all game like Kendrick Nunn like did not miss a single shot it seems like yeah um he was like lights out Duncan Robinson hit a couple of um pretty good ones he was uh you know a little a little uh streaky but he had he had a few good ones and then um you missed yeah, it Derek- during the during the uh, telecast Van Gundy went on record saying if uh Duncan Robinson uh, participates if they make him part of the three point contest, he's gonna win it hands down. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, Gundy wow, came out hot. shots, shots yep. fired at Bertans. Yep, yep, yep. come yep. on now. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. I want to see, oh, oh boy, I want to see Duncan, I want to see Davis, I want to see yeah, Devante, I want all, all the, yeah, all, all, all our boys. Yeah, oh, that's gonna be exciting anyway. Um, so yeah, it was an awesome game. You know, we we were like, we stuck it out to the very end, what to watch until the final buzzer. We thought. I thought we had a chance there, and uh, if, in case anyone's asking, no, no one was the slightest bit upset at Al Horford for missing that three. It was mm. a, it was a good shot. Might not have been a great shot, but it was a very good shot. Mm. Um, you know, you got to go for the win. Mm. He had it. It was right there. Man, that place would have absolutely erupted. I mean, even during like the, the the energy really was crazy. Like it was, it felt like I don't know if it was just because it was Jimmy Butler, but there were definitely like subtle like playoff vibes i don't want to go full you know full on like oh my god it was like a game seven but um but it was like yeah very very intense um and even when they were down by like you know eight seven six like once they started climbing back a little bit like every single play even with like you know six seven minutes left in the game every play was like you know, do or die, incredibly fraught, um, you know, people in my section, like, high-fiving. There were, like, little kids. So there were, like, two kids uh, sitting to my right that were, like, yeah. very aggressive and profane Sixers fans. Um, yeah. And at first I was like, oh, man, these guys are, like, kind of assholes. And then I, like, looked at them, and they were probably, like, high school kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then there were, like, younger kids um, in the row in front of them that I kind of felt bad for because they were just like hearing all this uh, profanity from yeah. the kids above them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of too bad. I f- sort of feel for the dad who's like sitting there totally. like, uh, you know, it's, he probably doesn't want to make a scene and like turn around and try to like, you know, talk to these kids, whatever. But then by the end of the game, once the Sixers were doing well again and coming back, 
the the two groups of the of the kids, the younger ones and like the high school ones, were like totally like high fiving and like celebrating with each other. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel good. That's they're like, really nice. Yeah, they're happy. Yeah. They're friend. They're cool with each other. Like you know. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the magic. That's the the, the power of sport right there. Um, Amazing. Man. But uh, yeah, Amazing. it was a great night. It was awesome. Um, yeah, we got outside and it was like a fucking nor'easter. It wasn't even like snowing, but the wind was like a fucking hurricane and it was it felt like it was below zero i think it was like 10 degrees or something like that but um there's also a lot of wind down there because it's like closer to the water you know anyway um yeah it was a very like kind of intense crazy sort of surreal night um and uh, it was awesome so thank you once again to my beautiful wife Kate, you did it. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, now, Ben, I understand you're not uh, you. You're, you're working today with not a lot of sleep. You didn't get a ton of sleep last night. That's right. That's right. So I got to be honest with you. I did sort of, even though I I I didn't you know need anything else to uh-huh. um, to add to my my holiday blessings and and uh, and bounty. I did um, sort of impromptu, uh, kind of last second. Uh, treat myself to one other small gift. Um, what was that? Because so that was a, um, a another uh, a ticket event, uh, not a, not a sporting event this time, but a a movie. Um, the cinema and yes, the cinema, Chris. Uh, well, as you know, both, I'm a both fans of the cinema. Ben, yeah, I'm a big yep. big aficionado, big lover of film uh, and cinema. A couple of movie um, buffs over here, you and I. Yeah, yeah, real movie heads. Uh, a lot of our listeners. Um, Probably know that from our uh, from our rewatchables uh, series that that we uh, created. Boy, oh uh, the, boy, Ben! I have to say, year, the, the emails have been coming in. Uh, when when are we going to get another rewatchables? Yeah. Fans, rewatchables episode two. Fans, Just hang on tight. Stay fans tuned. Lining up. When when yeah. can we get another episode of oh, rewatchables? Fans sending in all their favorite flicks that they want. Us yeah, to, what's the to next movie going to be that sure. we're going to break down yeah. for three hours? Well, um, the town the town rewatchables was a huge hit. Uh, a smash, smash did go, success. Did go viral on the internet. So yep. um, you know we'll. We'll figure out uh, the next rewatchables sometime definitely. in uh, coming the coming soon in 2020. Calendar. Definitely, yeah, sometime in the calendar year. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. so you, you go to the theater last night. You want to see a, a film? Yeah. Uh, what what'd you treat yourself to? So there's not too many films um, where I'm like, okay, I need to like get to the theater any way I can because you know I'm a I'm a father of a of a yeah uh, you know a two and a half almost three year old now. Time I don't have a lot of free time. It's pretty tough. You know, to, to get out. Um, and uh, But it just so happened that I was in New York last night. Um, and so this is also a movie that has not been uh, released uh, nationally yet. Um, it, it's only released nationwide, I think, on, on Christmas Day. So I wasn't even able to see it uh, in Philadelphia. But it just so happened that I was in New York last night uh, for work. I had to, uh, to cover the Democratic debate um, from my office in Brooklyn and do some video stuff for that. Um, so I was in town and, uh, and the debate wrapped up around 1030 last night. Um, and I realized, um, you know, I, I was, uh, going to crash at a, at a friend's house, actually yeah. a coworker's house, um, that night. And, um, and I realized, Hey, you know, I kind of have like a little, a little window here, free time hmm. if I, if I want to use it. Um, so I, uh. I just quickly Googled around and I found out that uh, a little movie called Uncut Gems oh was playing at 11.20 p.m. Yeah. at Alamo Drafthouse in Brooklyn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just like one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah, I should just fucking, I should just go see this movie this right now. This is the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. If it's going to happen, this is, this is the moment. Yep. You know, I'm going away for, for Christmas, then we come back and then it's just back to, you know, regular life. Yeah. Like, you know doing doing my 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 dad chores and 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 my you know my things that uh that, that kind of keep me homebound so i was like this might be my my chance um and also i knew that um well i knew that i wanted to see the movie the second i i sort of first learned about it and saw the trailer um this is the safty brothers who um their follow-up to their their last uh, film, Good Time, um, yep. which was like one of my absolute favorite movies um, uh, when I saw that in the theater. And so, and, you know, then I saw that Adam Sandler was in it, and then I saw that Kevin Garnett was in it, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be seeing this. And then I like kind of forgot about it a little bit until uh-huh. it was released, um, you know, in select theaters in, in, I guess, New York and L.A. Uh, just recently. And um, as soon as that happened, I was like reminded of it. And then I was like... Yeah. 
very quickly I was like, oh, wait, no, this isn't just like something I should try to get to. It's like something that I, I need to do. Yeah, um, it's required. Yeah. Thanks thanks in large part to your, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, resounding endorsement. Yeah. So, um, Adam Sandler, Adina Menzel, Kevin Garnett, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox, The Weeknd, Eric Bogosian, Judd Hirsch, Mike Francesa. Mike I mean, Francesa, just people. Just a star-studded <laughs> cast. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, God damn it. This movie, you've seen it now. Yeah. I've seen it, thankfully. So we can talk about it. We obviously it's, don't want to give, any way, give away yeah, any spoilers. I was but, like, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this movie before the next pod, but I should tell you I saw this, and I'm going to have to mention that I saw this movie, and we yeah. need to talk about it. So, yeah. So yeah. we knew that we were recording today, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess yesterday, before I left for New York, because I was like doing some work from home, in the morning um and we, and we were just like texting back and forth yeah. and literally i was like shit maybe i could try to see it here like a like a you know like a like a matinee like a noon screening before i leave for new york so i like quickly went on uh online to look for tickets and i was like oh fuck it's not even released here yeah. yet in philadelphia and i was like all bummed out and yeah. then i and then it like i was struck by inspiration later Amazing. later that night when i was in new york so yeah um i mean honestly it was the perfect way to see it i, I took my so my coworker Oliver, who's also Oliver. the buddy who I crash with um, when I work in New York, uh, when I have to work late, um, I brought him along, uh, and uh, it was just like the perfect way to see. You know, it, it wasn't like a midnight screening, but it could have you know just yeah. as well have been. It was like eleven, you know, twelve thirty at night. Um, right. You know, like fucking freezing cold. The city was like completely desolate. Uh, yeah. You know, we drive down to the Alamo Draft House. Um, I feel like we, I don't know, it just felt like a very was New it York park over there. I was going to say, so in a, in a way, like it, it had, I had like, like it's a very New York movie and I almost felt like I had like a little bit of a New York, like a, uh, like moment, like going into it because I, we parked uh, my car and then immediately I was like, oh, I don't know if I can park there. And I, it was like, not like cool or interesting. It was literally just like parking, uh, yeah. ha- like hassles. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we like drove around like four different places. And like, we talked to this one woman at one point, she, like the sign was all confusing. Anyway, um, we finally found this spot. We had to like, kind of like park on top of like a, uh-huh. almost like half a construction site. Like Oliver exactly. like got out and like helped move, uh, uh-huh. traffic cones cone? so that I could yep. like, yeah, go in this and I put the cone back, touching about. my bumper. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It was, I was like, ah, back in New York. This is, you know, you yeah. don't really have to do shit like that in Philadelphia. It's just much easier. The um, having a car thing in New York city oof, as yeah. someone that has a car, uh, has the privilege, I should say, of having a car in New York yeah. is like its own crazy thing and then yeah. like just parking is crazy and then once it snows oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. its own monster it's just crazy yes yeah. yes I, I am very familiar with that <laughs> yeah, um yeah, yeah so anyway yeah so we roll in um you know it's like a almost empty theater um but then Amazing. okay yeah the, that fucking movie man holy shit wow it's incredible obviously anyone who's listening uh who is at all interested in anything that we ever talk about will enjoy this movie. It's a very bad... I didn't realize quite how basketball-heavy it was going to be. I knew that Kevin Garnett was in it. I saw this movie with my brother a week ago, uh, I think like a day or two after it opened in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, I asked him this question as soon as we walked out of the theater. Like, what is the movie about? (laughs) Like, I mean, like, it's, it's because it is about like something very simple, like literally just the plot. It's basically about like a guy that's addicted to gambling who has, yeah. who, um, who finds this like magical stone that has special powers and it winds up. Well, it may up, or may not. That's sort of unclear. Right. And it winds up in the hands of Kevin Garnett. And then it's basically about uh, getting the stone back in, in so yeah. many words, right? Is yeah. it, does it's that a, feel it's, accurate? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a caper, I would yeah. say. It's, yeah. it's like a real, you know, kind of roller coaster, thrill ride. Um, you know, much like their, their previous movie, Good Time, it's just kind of like, okay, here's a, a thing that happens, and then here's like all the shit that kind of logically follows from that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it's like the, the, all the just, you know, bad decisions that are made yeah. by all of the, uh, players involved, um, yeah. that, that kind of contribute to that, um, you know, that, that kind of like winding narrative. Um, 
And it's just, yeah, it's extremely um, anxiety inducing. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely tense and gripping, but also like very funny and like dark and fucked up. And you feel like really like kind yeah. of nervous and awful, uneasy. but also, yeah, yeah, uneasy. But also you sort of feel like empathy for mm-hmm. some of the, some of the ca- characters and then other, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's a story about like, good and evil i guess and like what's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do and like what are the consequences of actions and um you know all that stuff but mostly it's just um a really fucking well-made tight film with an incredible incredible soundtrack i have to mention the soundtrack so good i feel the same way um yeah yeah, daniel daniel lapayton like the Um, uh the sound in that film was riveting and um First of all, like I said to you uh, before you saw it, if the movie, let's say the movie is two hours, it felt yeah, like the I think first like two fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it felt like the first ninety minutes were essentially just kind of about energy, <laughs> like yeah, and just kind yeah. of like Extre- you, extremely vibe heavy. Like I don't, I don't mean to say that it was like exposition because it really did not. Nothing about it felt like gratuitous in any way, but it was essentially just kind of like, all right, here's this guy. And here's like the sort of guy that he is. And right. Just here's like, his it, life. It here's like the stuff like, that he does in his day. It was like basically yeah. like a character study for an hour. Here it was like yeah. here's this guy and like the awful decisions that he's been making in his life continuously yeah. every day, yeah. hour by hour. Yeah. Um, and like these are like the people in his world. Yep. This is like the the characters that he has to deal with. This yep. is how he like treats them. This yep. is yep. how yep. they and then, view him. And sort of final, how he views himself. Yeah. Then like the final like thirty to forty minutes is kind of like this uh, journey. They're like, okay, and now that you know all that stuff about that guy, here's this like journey. Like this event mm-hmm. is going to happen, and let's see how he handles it. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, man, like, what was interesting to me about the movie and what was, like, really satisfying to me about the movie uh, is, like, and I'm just really excited that movies like this are being made. I don't know if you saw the same. (laughs) That's such a a, a Tim Heidecker on cinema thing. I love this movie. Skip it. You're going to want to see this one in the theaters. Yeah. I love movies and I, and I, what is he, oh shit, what does he say in one of the intros? He's like, I love movies and I love that, that movies like this are still getting made. Something like that. Yeah. Um, we so, have to find this. I'll send you the sound drop for that. Please do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so like, I don't know if you saw the same previews that I did before, like in the coming attractions, but, um, <laughs> funnily enough there's this like oh wait really... i saw the one with fat ben affleck, ben affleck. Oh, as the basketball coach oh my <laughs> yes. god yes we we so, might have to watch that dude, together that's maybe our next prequel <laughs> that fucking movie so oh my, my brother, god that looks my brother incredible and i were fucking like laughing our asses off throughout the whole like dude that's gonna be the funniest oh my movie god. of the year yeah um, it really will be holy shit fat but, ben affleck so is a drunk with a heart of gold baby basically uh ben and he's gotta has coach new... some <laughs> No good rascal hooligans. <laughs> like Ben and Affleck. See if has he can new... instill some winning attitude in him. <laughs> he has oh a my new God. movie coming out where he's an alcoholic, basically, and then yeah. he becomes like a basketball coach at a high school. I think it like, might be a I think it might be a sequel to the town, actually. I think it's now just that I think called about it. like the alcoholic or something. Like <laughs> I literally don't know what it's called. But yeah, anyway, I think it's, it's called like, The City. Yeah. So uh so what was like really satisfying about Uncut Gems is it felt like the polar opposite of that film in that like very clearly in that it was a good movie yeah yeah exactly but also like (laughs) very clearly it seemed like the objective of the ben affleck movie just based on the trailer is like this is a story about redemption it's a story about like an alcoholic who learns how to like save people and then maybe save himself and i felt like uncut gems was like actually the opposite where it was like this is a story that maybe won't have a happy ending. Like maybe, yeah. like maybe things don't always work out for yeah. people that this make. This is bad a story choices. about an actual dirtbag uh, yeah. who, like, who actually exists in real life. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like, this is how you know. Like what this is there is no like fairy tale ending here. Like if you make bad choices, like bad things can happen sometimes. Like a lot of the yeah. time. Like we're not going right. to sugarcoat life and right. pretend like that. Yeah, it was just like, it felt like very 
satisfying. Although, like when we left the movie theater, my brother was like, "Yeah, I don't know that." All right, wait, wait, wait. Don't give any any spoilers here. No, 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 not even spoilers. Like he was like, "I don't even know that I would like." Reckon, I don't know that I like that, but like I, it was yeah. really good. Like, like, will I see that movie again? I'm not. I'm not sure. I yeah, don't know if yeah, I will. yeah. But it felt like very satisfying in that it was like, yeah, that's probably how things go. You know what I mean? For someone yeah. who behaves, if you behave X, Y, and Z, like probably results in something like this. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, it's yeah. it's fucking fantastic. Every, I recommend everyone see it. Uh, Adam Sandler is awesome in it. Uh, Kevin Garnett is awesome. So in let's it. talk He's, about Cage. Man, yeah, he is uh, really good in it, and just Kevin Garnett gives like a really good acting performance in the movie. Yeah, he does, and I mean, he's always just been fucking cool. Like he's he just like looks awesome, he sounds mm-hmm. awesome. So like, it's no, it's not it was surprising. Just, like, it's not surprising at all. I heard that they were initially trying to cast. Um, who is it? They were going to cast Amari Stoudemire, Joel and they were Embiid. also going to cast... Oh, Embiid, yes. Oh, man. That would have been... Crazy. Shit. I do sort of wish I... Uh, I, w- I would love to see that movie with Embiid in it. Um, they said it in 2012. But, like, right, so that wouldn't have really made sense. How would that he wasn't sense? even yeah. in the league yet. Yeah, good point. Right. Uh, maybe um, they would have changed the setting. Who knows? Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I KG was awesome. I mean, he's just like, you know, he's he's just so, like, striking and 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 just like has such a, a vibe and energy to him already. And then on top of that, he was actually like a very like skilled actor um, mm. for, as, for as far as I can tell, this is his first time being in a movie. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I do feel like, man, um, there are ramifications to this KG performance. Like I do think the Chris Webbers of the world are looking on and they're like, <laughs> wow, like why not? Yeah. Me? Like if KG, <laughs> if KG can be in a Safdie brothers movie, why can't, why can't I, Chris Weber, be in a, you know, be in like a, I don't know, a Coen Brothers film or something? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, does sure. Chris Weber start popping up in a Coen Brothers film? Does uh, Vlade Divac pop pop up in the next Scorsese <laughs> film? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I can only hope so. Yeah. I can only hope so, yeah. But um, yeah, fantastic film, man. Like, really, really a great watch. If you're a basketball film, Uncut Gems, go see it. Yeah, it definitely spoke to me in some uncomfortably like close ways. Like the uh, without giving anything away, there's a scene where Adam Sandler has like a, a young son uh, that he's like trying to put to bed, oh, and yeah. he's just like lying on the kid's floor watching a basketball game on his phone. Oh, I was which thinking I, of you in that I'm, part. I'm yeah. sure I've never done. I'm, I'm I can <laughs> guarantee you that's never, never, never happened in the in the Craw household, Chris. We don't we don't ever do anything like that. So. Uh, yeah, there were like a little, a couple moments where I'm like, oh yeah, mm, but mm. I mean, I, obviously, you know, I I am pretty pretty confident and secure in, in my feeling that I am uh, not not as uh, you know as as sort of morally deficient as uh, as Adam Sandler's character <laughs> in Uncut Gems. Uh, at least you know, let's let's hope it's, it stays that way. Um, but yeah, it definitely it's a movie that makes you think about like kind of what it is to be a sports fan too. Like yeah. sort of like especially anyone who gambles at all which i know like you know like playing fantasy basketball is technically gambling on sports um yeah, and guess, yeah. you know doing like whatever like dfs or yeah. or whatever betting over unders or any, i mean you know obviously if you're a responsible person who is able to engage in that kind of stuff uh you know the the in a non-destructive manner i, I haven't you know i think it's fine but like it's definitely a movie that makes you uh, really examine that even if you're like nowhere near uh you know sort of degenerate level um it really makes you think like wow yeah okay <laughs> let's uh let's make yeah, sure we don't uh don't go down that path <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh great film but, man great yeah, film. very awesome should we talk a little bit more about uh kg and the subsequent uh press uh um, <laughs> the tour press tour yeah he's gone on which oh, ha- uh, and may may have included a stop at the old bill simmons podcast happy to happy to have that conversation yeah god yeah thoughts on that i i mean uh, kg i mean it yeah, Kate, so is that, a complicated guy. He is he? very complicated because you see that movie and you're like, "Wow, he is awesome. He can do no wrong." I want to <laughs> just like follow this guy to the end of the world. Um, whatever he says is gospel. Uh-huh. He is like my new king and my new god. 
And then you hear him on the BS pod or whatever. Bill here's Simmons my podcast. He, here's my hot take on KG. Yeah, I think me. KG uh, is an actor, like or um, or he it plays a part. It, it doesn't surprise me that he did really well acting in a film, right, because right. I think sort of who KG is is a guy that like uh, does a lot of pretending, like he like like or. Um, performing not so much yeah yeah Yeah, like performing like he needs to like talk himself up into certain things like hype himself up it's not fake necessarily but it's very performative it's very performative yeah so uh it doesn't surprise me that he did really well in this movie because like when he goes on the bill simmons podcast and talks all of this smack to LeBron <laughs> about how he like broke LeBron. <laughs> they broke the Boston Celtics broke LeBron, folks. Kind of like, uh, yeah. I think maybe you need to like relax, dude. And like, yeah. I, I also think about his performance in Area Twenty One, the 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 TV uh, segment that he does on TNT. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, that's the thing where they're yeah. just like a bunch of old players like hanging out talking. Yeah, yeah. It feels like did they do that multiple times or was that like a one off? No, they did that for like a full year. And oh, then really? It did, I it didn't, didn't see come it that back. Much. Yeah, it didn't right, come back. Right. But it felt like very like Kevin Garnett is trying really hard to let us know that he's tough. Yeah, and it almost makes me wonder and then he if he cares he's a not lot. That tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. I know he's a great basketball player. And he's like very intimidating and strong and stuff, but it does make me feel like this is a person that is uh, really like looks himself in the mirror and has to like hype himself up, and like yeah. that kind of extends out into the world in the basketball court where he like talks all this shit, but maybe deep down inside, like he does, he like needs to do that for himself, right? Um, so he talks, and then, all this and, then, shit. and then and then goes on to accuse the NBA of of fixing games, I guess, uh, yeah. when he when he loses, um, right? Like when he alluded to like the reason the, me- the Celtics the lost to the Heat in in twenty twelve. Yeah, the the NBA's agenda. Yeah, like they, didn't, they didn't want us in there or something like that. Right. He like made it was like such a like half ass like passive aggressive aggressive like yeah, he didn't man. like come right out and like accuse anyone of anything, it, but it was it, like it's kind of oh like, wait, so you're you're actually alleging that like, you. Guys guys didn't win yeah. in 2012 against the Miami Heat because the NBA didn't want you to. Okay, okay sure. So, like, I don't know that he believes that, and I don't think he <laughs> expects any of us to believe that, but it's kind of like what he's getting at is that, like, I really wanted it, and I'm a real yeah. tough guy, and I, I'm a winner. And it's right. just kind of like, dude, we know that you're a winner, and, like, we know that you really want it, but, like, now you're just saying stupid shit, and it kind of, like invalidates yeah. what we think of you yeah uh, and it, it sucks but it um, does suck it was definitely like one of those moments where i was like uh well all right yeah you know, but, i'm not but, i'm not gonna really ever listen to but, much yeah. of what you have to say ever but again. it comes <laughs> back to my original point about like looking yourself in the mirror and like screaming at the mirror at the gym you know like when you're at the gym yeah. you're like screaming yourself to like hype up it's kind of like I got the sense that he was around like a movie star, Adam Sandler, and he was mm-hmm. on this national podcast with Bill Simmons, and he like mm-hmm. really wanted to like make them feel uh, impressed by him. So he starts mm-hmm. like telling these like outlandish stories that like there has to be some like maybe there's some truth, a little bit of truth in this, but there also feels like a lot of like falsehoods <laughs> in some of yeah. the stuff. And, um, You're right though, because he has such an image, and he and he knows that. So when he's on like that, it's like okay, well, he he's well, like, like they these the people are, ex- are expecting like, something of me. And now I have to deliver the goods. Yeah, he's you on know, the, like, he's on a he's on a Boston Celtics podcast with Bill. Right, Simmons. especially when he knows like Bill Simmons just like sitting there he's like a little like, boy, like drooling, drooling. like just yeah. like at like begging him for like good juicy stuff. Pretty and much. And Sandler's like same, okay, Sandler is the same way. They're like. Come on, yeah. tell us about being an NBA superstar. Like, we're not pro yeah, yeah. athletes. We just want to know what it's like. So yeah. he's like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we're all really tough and we all say crazy things. And it's like, that's not, that's probably not the truth. Like, you're act- what you're doing right now is just like performing what we want, um, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. not the truth. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it does, it does feel unfortunate. Um, that, it's that. funny it almost makes me it it kind of in, in my head i'm like drawing a parallel sort of uh with the movie where the thing with adam sandler's character is he's t- 
totally compulsive. Like he, there, there are like several like kind of points in the movie where you like want him to like stop and be like, whoa, all right, listen, like this has gone yeah. too far. Like this is not right. smart. Just take a step back, cool down. But he's like literally like unable to. Like he yeah. just can't. He can't turn it off. And in a way. That's kind of how I feel about like KG, at least exactly. when he's on these like sort of platforms, but dude. You know, performing what? where it's like he he can't like he, can't he doesn't stop. have it really in him to like, right. and like the the reason he 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 has gotten to where he has gotten is because of that like actual it's compulsion, like like, and, like that tenacity. that like yeah, it's almost like a pathology where like you you can't turn it off because if you do, then you'll die or then you'll right. lose or you'll fail. So like he, it's just like this this almost like. Uh, you know, compulsive thing where he—that's just like how he is. And you like, know what it reminds it's me? It's a of? lot like the like the movie, like how it por- portrays that, like you know, absolutely sort of behavior. Absolutely, it reminds me a lot. And KG's uh, basketball identity. It feels like Joel Embiid a little bit with the trash talking with mm-hmm. Towns. Remember when mm-hmm. we were talking about like. So Towns and Embiid got into that fight early in the season. There was this like on-court scuffle. It really was not that big of a deal. And then it like carried over to social media. And then the social media part of it was was where you and I both felt like kind of uncomfortable. It's yeah, like, that's when it escalated into just, a place it just didn't need to go. Yeah, it's like this is ne- you're actually pretty immature at this point. Yeah. Like like you actually uh yeah like fights happen whatever but this is just like baby stuff right and it does feel like kg had a similar basketball identity kg was like infamous for being someone that like would trash talk so hard that it became like wildly like personal and weird right it's like what is this man like what is literally what is wrong with you to talk to like another human being this way it's just like (laughs) what what's wrong but again, um, like that's that was like literally it was that thing that made him yeah, who he was and great. made him so great. That was like his edge, and he right. couldn't turn that off. And now you see that Embiid is like kind it's, of struggling with maybe trying to turn that off, yeah. and he's like not really able to figure out how to do it right. You know, like I don't yeah. know if that's like it sort of feels like the 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 root it's of like honestly, the whole. It's honestly you know, the, probably the thing that makes them great. Like you were making, like the point you were making before. Like it's like that insane, that like psychotic like unnerved edge is yeah. like what makes them great at their craft whether it's acting in a film or playing basketball or, or whatever it is um you know but at the same time when you apply that sort of edge to like a real world scenario like an interview <laughs> yeah um, it <laughs> yeah. can like result in some like really weird stuff being said. yeah yeah so, yeah i don't know I mean, it wasn't really all that bad in the end, but mostly it was just, yeah, it was just like... Interesting. Kinda, it was just kind of eye-opening. It was, like, it was definitely wow. interesting, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also, like, the whole, like, just fucking Boston Circle Jerk aspect of it was, like, thoroughly nauseating. Like, yeah. I listened to that in the car. I know. And, like, the entire time I was just, like, sick to my stomach with, yeah. the, like, Bill Simmons' like fawning and, like, giggling and, like, tell oh, my about, God. Tell us more about the glory days of the Celtics. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, ben, I may split this up into two parts. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, because uh, we'll we'll see how the editing goes. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed part one. Part two will come at you sometime before Christmas. Uh, my name is Chris Wendell, and This is on the line. You can tweet at me at on the line underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website onthelinepodcast.com. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the show in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great weekend. Uh, Stay warm, don't shop too much, enjoy the holidays, and I will talk to you next week.